Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alochas. Yeridea, Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Mezuzah, Halacha Dalid. We're in the middle of paragraph Hey. We're up to the subparagraph. V'zeh Shabike Shdover Amalach Alashon Tishuli Shari Tzedek. I'm sorry. We're up to the subparagraph. V'zeh Bechinas Tishu Shorim. It's a little bit further than that. We dedicate the learning today, Leila Nishmas, Yen Tefradl Bas Rabbi Today is also the site of the Chofetz Chaim, Zechet Sadik Levrocha, Sfusa Yogan Aleinu, Valkol Yisrael. And we dedicate the learning for a complete Rufuah Shalema and a Yeshua for all those that need it, including Chavita Chana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, David ben Mehia, Shandel Baslea, Betzal Yechiel Nechel ben Chiachava, Yehudas Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Yehudas bas Soro, Soro Rochel bas Yuspendel, Avimelon bas Yuspendel, Tuviet Tzvi ben Chayaliza, Gitaganendel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindle, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Chaim Ben Rachel, Soramaya Bas Sipkarifka, Chaim Arya Ben Brocha, Shlomerisa Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, David Lei Ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoiro, Hesia Bas Chai Esther, Orach Mordechai Ben Tali, Uven Mordechai Ben Chana, Basi Kela Bas Amalia Malka, Ruma Bas Genessa, Necharochel Bas Hindalea, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mendel, Moishalei Ben Chana Brindel, Shlomoi Ben Rivka Sprinza, David Elio Ben Michal, Shimon Eloza Ben Michal, Michal Bas Rivka, Shraga Betzal Ben Chayesora, Chanesora Bas Sora, we spoke earlier about one of the ways that opening the gates to be able to enter into the Kedusha was the mitzvah of Tzedakah. And we said, Tzadik is Miloshin Tzadka. A Tzadik is one who gives Tzadik Choynein Venoisein. So Rav Nosazal writes that the, the gates open up for the Tzadik. V'zehu Shoymer Emunin, ki ikra hashmira shel Pesach habayis, palidei emunas Yisrael. Because the main protection at the entranceway to our homes <coughs> is through emuna. Shehu HaMezuzah, which is what the Mezuzah represents. Shehi Parshiyos HaYichud, which has the Shema in it, where we declare our faith in Hashem. Shezeh Ikra Hashmira. That's our greatest protection. Because again, our halacha is based on chapter 67 in the first half of Likud Imran, and there Rabbein Azal speaks about Kovoid, 
that kavod is a dangerous item. Kavod could be coming to a person to harm the person, to take away the person's nefesh. And kavod could be coming to a person to add, to be, to be positive. Rabbi Nezal says there, in order for the kavod to be positive, we have to be mamshech eponim to the kavod. We have to draw light into the kavod. Rabbi Nezal says now, through the mezuzah, we draw a ponim into the kavod, as we discussed in the previous year. And then the malchus is no longer in a fallen state where it's called tzedek, but rather the malchus is elevated and it's called tzedakah. <clears throat> And therefore, when a person is building a home or buying a home, the main intent of the person has to be to be zeichet, to have guests, to be zeichet, to welcome poor people that need, need a place to be able to welcome them. And also that my home should be a place that chachomim can gather. When they want to gather to meet, my, my home should be the meeting place. As it says in Pirkei your home should be open for those that need it, and poor people should be members of your household. And then there's another Mishnah that says, your home should be a meeting place where Talmud Chachomim can come to meet, to learn, to speak. Because through these mitzvahs, this ensures that the kovoid should be perfect. And then the kovoid has a ponim. And then your home, which is your honor, becomes a, a holy place. As a result of a person's home being open to guests and poor people are members of their household, this means the person is involved in charity. Through this, the person is elevating the kovoid, which is malchus, elevating it, which is the house, the house is the kavod of a person. The house is the malchus of a person. It says in Megillah Esther, Lihiyoiz kolish soira bevesoi, that every man should be a ruler in his home. The person elevates the kavod, the bias from tzedek to tzedakah, va'oz daiko yecholin lichnois lotoch And now it becomes safe and good to enter into the home. Kioz ha-pesach digdusho pasuach. Because then the holy entranceway is open for the person. It's interesting that we're learning this now, right before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. The Zohar Kodesh says there's a, a Mishnah that says, "Ein ben Shabbos liyantiv ela oichel nefesh dovad," and one of the ways that we translate it, that is that the only difference between Shabbos and Yantiv is regarding a person eating alone. Oichel nefesh bilvad, a nefesh, a person eating alone. That on Shabbos, if a family eats alone by themselves, 
they get credit for fulfilling the mitzvah of Suda Shabbos. On Yom Tif, the Zohar HaKadosh says, if a person doesn't have guests in their home, they're not fully, uh, uh, fully fulfilling the mitzvah of Sudas Yom Tif. And, and especially Rosh Hashanah, there are stories told about people who needed major, major Yeshua's. And they came to Rav Nosenzal, and Rav Nosenzal said, are you willing to take guests into your home for Rosh Hashanah? In those days, people would travel from cities, all kinds of different cities, to come to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. There were no hotels. There were no person needed a place to have their meals. <clears throat> so if people would agree to invite people to their home and to provide meals, that would be a special form of tzedakah, which could bring about Yeshua's. We know that Sukkot also, Sukkot, the, the holiday of Sukkot, we see it clearly where we invite each one of the Yushbizim, each one of the seven tzaddikim throughout the seven days of Sukkot, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, and Yosef, David, and it's brought, the Yushbizim don't physically eat. So where, where does their portion go? The answer is if a person is zuchet, to have guests in their home, people who need a meal, people who need a place to stay, and a person provides and gives them food, that's considered feeding the Ushbizim. So again, whenever possible, it's a tremendous chus. If a person can't actually do this in their home, by paying, by giving money, so that other people should have food for Yantif, that's also a form of having guests in your home. Now Rav Nosenzal continues, now we understand why the different psukim are written next to each other. The pasuk that says Yiso Barocho Meis Hashem a person will receive blessing from Hashem and tzedakah from the Hashem who is our salvation. Rav Nosenzal says, by fulfilling the mitzvah of tzedakah, the pasuk continues and says, These are the generations that seek your face, that, that seek the light of your face. Through tzedakah, we're to that oyer haponim, males hamalchus bechinas kovoid, because through the midst of tzedakah, we elevate the malchus, the kovoid, and we draw that light called ponim, the face, which is new sechel, into the kovoid. Because we find Rabbeinazal in chapter 29 in Likud Imran, Rabbeinazal shows there that tzedakah is associated with moichen, the Pesach says, Va'ani ponecha. I, with charity, get to see your face, Kaviochel Hashem. And seeing the face of Hashem means receiving that light, receiving that seichel. And as Rav Nosenzal discusses this in Hilchus Tzedakah that we learned not that long ago, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Beis. And through this type of Tzedakah, <clears throat> And receiving this oil haponim, through that, we say, let the gates open up. And let the honorable king enter. 
because through this mitzvah, the opening, the gate opens up, and holy kavod enters into the home. And that's also what's meant by your home should be a gathering place for chachomim, because through the Talmud Chachomim, we're able to draw the Oyer Haponim into the Kovoid, Ki Iker Haponim Hu Hachochmovamoichem. Because when we speak about the word Ponim, we're speaking about Chochma Seichel. There's a possible Chochma Sodom, Toir Ponov. The Chochma of a person lights up their face. So by having Chachomim in my home, I have this Oyer Haponim in my home. Paragraph But when a person is building their home out of arrogance, for personal cover, it's all about me, my house, my chair, my things. I'm not looking to share it with anybody else. I want to enjoy it. I and my family should enjoy my wealth, everything I have. Or, or to show off to other wealthy people or other prestige, honorable people, look at my house. And sometimes these wealthy people who have influence, who have power, they rule, they, they exert this influence over the poor people in a negative way to make things difficult for them because they don't want the poor people to be like them. They don't want to have things easy like them. There's a Pesach in Mishle where it says, a home of arrogance, Hashem will uproot that home. This refers to the homes and the greatness of false leaders. As the Pesach says in Eoiv, they build swords, they build to kill. And it's about this that the Navi says, woe is to those people who build their homes without tzedek. Because when the kovoi does not have this chachma of kedusha to it, it doesn't have this light of the face. And when this beautiful home, which is the, the, the kovoi, is in the possession of false leaders, these people build large homes, not so they could have a lot of guests. If a guest wants to come, they say, I'm sorry, we can't accommodate you. But they build the, this large home for personal covoid. Then the malchus is in a low state. The malchus is referred to as tzedek. And then the forces of evil can draw from the Malchus. And when the Sitra is drawing from the Tzedek, Tzedek is the Malchus, then the Malchus becomes damaged. 
And that's why the Pusik says, referring to them, that they build their homes without tzedek. Kishem tzedek hu hakidusha. Because the term tzedek is usually being used to refer to the malchus of kidusha, rak shemerames, shehakidusha metzamtsemes moim. However, it's telling us that when we use the term tzedek to refer to the malchus, we're referring to a, a state where the malchus is in a limited state. It's in a constricted state. Because the moichen and, ko- and ponem have left the kovoid, to the point where it leaves the malchus vulnerable so that these forces of tumah can draw from it. The takif kishehen yonkim, and when these forces of Tuma started drawing from the Malchus, then things get even worse. Now the Malchus is no longer just referred to as Tzedek, but it's referred to as a damaged Tzedek. As the Pesach says in Koheles, that sometimes when the Malchus is in this low state of Tzedek, the resha, the evil, is able to attach itself to it. And this is what the Pasuk says, Woes to those people who build their homes without tzedek, and they, they use their friends for nothing. This, these words, they use their friends for nothing. The friends don't get any benefit at all from it. This refers to the false leaders, who put themselves up as leaders. They rule over groups of people, but it's for nothing, meaning they use other people for their purposes to give them money, or to give them support, or to give them covid. The people are working for them for nothing, meaning, because the people are not receiving from these false leaders any eternal benefit. The, the leader will say, he'll, he'll show them respect, he'll treat them as if he's treating them with great respect, etc., but it's fake, it's phony. The relationship isn't real. The leader isn't a real leader. He's not leading. He's not guiding the person, giving the person advice how to succeed in life, how to come close to Hashem. They are expressing leadership, rulership over the poor Jewish nation for nothing. They're not really worthy of that leadership. And that's why the Torah refers to their homes as homes that are built without tzedek, without any justification. Because by them, when the kavod is by them, it's damaged. It doesn't have this ponim. It doesn't have these moichim, this seichel of kedusha that they share with the people who come close to them. Any questions, please? Rav Nosanzal is expressing his pain that Rav Nosanzal saw this. He saw this during his time, that there were leaders, there were tzaddikim who were leaders, 
and there were false leaders, people who were not really leading their, their students in any positive way. They weren't bringing their students closer to Hashem, get, give, giving them more Yira Shemayim, more Emuna. On the contrary, the whole leadership, the whole, the whole process was just about personal COVID, unfortunately. Paragraph Zayin. And this is related to the fact that on the outside of a mezuzah, where you, the part that can be seen, you have the name Shin Dalid Yud. We say Shakai because we're not allowed to pronounce the name. Because this name of Hashem, who Bechinas Tzadik, Kayodua, this name of Hashem is associated with the Nida of Yesoi. The Pesach says, Ani Kel Shakai, pray or avay. That the name Shakai is related to pru ravu, to pr- bringing children into the world, to the mid of Yesoi. Zebechinas tzadik choinein venoisein. This refers to the tzadik who is always giving. Bechinas bal tzadaka, the, the master of tzadaka, shemam shech ha who draws bracha from Hashem. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says, Hashem says, I will spread over you my, my brocha, my blessing, to the point where you'll be saying, enough, enough. That's what this name of Hashem is also being hinting to, this die, this beli die. As Yaakov Avinu gave his sons a bracha when they were going to return to Mitzrayim, may Hashem show you his kindness. Sheshem shakai mashpia bracha v'chayim v'rachamim adbalidai. This name of Hashem, Shin Yud, which is associated with the midah of tzaddik, the tzaddik is chayinen v'noisen, the tzaddik is giving. This name of Hashem is what, what provides blessing and life and kindness. Unlimited. And it's through the combination of these two things, the mitzvah of tzedakah, as we mentioned earlier, which is about being generous, giving, which is also what the name Shin Dalad Yud is all about. This is what really elevates the kavoy, the bias. And this serves as a protection for the soul that's cloaked in the kavod. This is the terminology that Rabbeinazal uses over there in Likud Imran, when he tells us that a nefesh comes to the world cloaked in kavod. Here, Rabbeinazal is using this to refer to the people living in the home. Those are the nefoshos, that's the nefesh that's cloaked in kavod, that's in the house inside of the house. Any questions? Paragraph Ches. Mezehu bechinas uchsaftom al mezuzois beisecho uvisharecho. This posik appears in the Shema, in the Kriya Shema, in, towards the end of the second paragraph, Vahoyom Shamoya, which is also one of the parshas that appears in the mezuzah. So at the end it says, you will write on the mezuzah, you will write these words on your mezuzah. The Dorsh Rabbi Seinazal, and the Tikkun Ezra tells us that the word mezuzah 
is a combination of two words, zoz moves, that this removes death from the house. This fits beautifully with what we're speaking about here, based on chapter 67 of Likudim Ran, that Rabbi Nezal writes there, he speaks about stoka, that stoka saves a person from death. And we saw, because we said the mezuzah is these parshias of the Shema, which the Arizal tells us that it's when a person's reciting Shema in the Shachris, that's when the person receives a flow of seichel, a flow of moichen. Bechinas <clears throat> tzedakah. And the mezuzah is, we, we saw earlier that tzedakah is moichen. Shemalin hamalchus mitzedek l'tzedakah. Which, and when there's a flow of moichen of seichel, that enables us to elevate the malchus, to take it from its lower state called tzedek and elevate it to the higher state called tzedakah. And when it's in the state of tzdaka, then it removes death. You'll have long life. You and your descendants will have long life. And that's written about performing the mitzvah of mezuzah. Because a person's own days and the days of their children and descendants and those that are that are related to them receive a flow of life and long life from the mezuzah. This is another example of drawing ponim into the kovoi, the kovoi which is the bias. Because again, the bias is the malchus, the ponen is the chachma, the seichel, and chachma gives life. Chachma techaye ba'alehad infuses life. Shaydezer nishmorin hanefoshos hamaluboshim ba'kovoim. This protects those nefoshos that are clothed in this kovoi, the people living in the home. Bezehu shom rabbi senuzal, and this is why the Gemara says in Shabbos, mikro nidrash lefanov. The, the Gemara learns from, from this, this Pasuk, it says, here's an example where we, we learn a, about a Pasuk from what comes before the Pasuk. Before the words, we have the words, to tell us. Because the way that we draw life, longevity of life, is through the ponim, which is the chachma, which is, and, and that's what the mezuzah is providing. And this will also explain, in that chapter, and we put him on, that this halach is based on chapter 67, Rabbi Nezal speaks about taiva sachila, and he shows there, that when a person is eating properly, bigdusha, then they have this oyer haponim. And when a person eats improperly the wrong way, then they lose this oyer haponim. There's a posset, vehistarti ponai vahoyolecho. Hashem says, I'll hide my face <coughs> when there's eating, vahoyolecho, when there's the wrong type of eating. So now Rav Mosin Zal says, the Zehu paragraph test, 
וזה שנזכר במזוזו ויאכלתו וסבותו. Now we understand that part of the parsha that's found inside the mezuzah has the words v'yochalto v'savoto. Ze b'chinas tzadik oichel v'soiva nafshoi. As the Pesach says, a tzadik eats to satisfy, to satiate his soul. He's not eating because he sees food in front of him. People are on a seafood diet. They see food, they have to eat it. No matter whether they're full or hungry, it doesn't, doesn't matter. <clears throat> the tzaddik eats only to satiate the nefesh, which means we're speaking about a person who breaks the wrong type of desire for food. As it says again in the in the parsha of, of mezuzah, it says in your field to your animals. But Rabbi Nezal says in Likutei Maran in chapter thirty nine, Rabbi Nezal says b'shod techa when you will break the behema inside of you. L'shoid means to break. You will eliminate the animal inside of you, the eating like an animal. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in chapter 37 and 47 of Likud Imran, on this Pasuk. <laughs> Take a look at those places in Likud Imran where Rabbi Nezal speaks about this. Because as Rabbein Zal explains in chapter 67, that by breaking Taiva Sachila, by eating Bikdusha, a person is again to receive the Ponim of Hashem. <coughs> it says in, in, in the, the bracha that the Kohanim give to Klal Yisrael, it says, Yisa Hashem Ponavelecha, may Hashem lift up his face to you. So the Gemara asks, is there such a thing as Masayponim? means favoritism. Is there such a thing as Hashem showing favoritism to one person over another? And the Gemara says that Hashem says, shouldn't, why shouldn't I show favoritism? The Jews are so good to me. I said, I said, if you eat enough to be fully satisfied, meaning if you eat a full meal, you should bless me. And the Jews are mocked that even if they eat the size of an olive or the size of an egg, they're already saying the full birka samozam. So we see that eating a small amount, limiting one's eating, is what gives us this Yisra Hashem Ponav, this Nesiris Ponim, that Hashem should show us his favor, his good favor. By breaking Tarasachila, this helps us succeed to remove the Kavod from those people who don't really deserve it. Those people who are full of chutzpah. They got Kavod as a result of their chutzpah. And we draw light, the light of Hashem's face, into this Kavod. And this is part of what the mitzvah of mezuzah is about. And now Rav Nelson Zal gives us the final paragraph of this halacha. 
over there in Likutei Moran, chapter 67, Rabbein Zal also speaks about Yira and Ahava. And Rabbein Zal shows there that one of them produces, Yira produces the nefesh, and Ahava is what raises the nefesh, elevates the nefesh. So now Rabbein Zal includes that also in the topic of mezuzah. And based on what Rabbein Zal writes there in Likutei Moran, will be able to understand why the mezuzah has these two parshias in it. Shman v'oyim shemoya. Zeh b'china shtei hayodayim. Yira v'avo. They correspond to the two hands, which represent Yira and Havo. She'al yodom ho'ilod ha'sanefesh v'gidu ha'nefesh. Which Rabbein Azal explains over there in Likutim Ram, these two hands are what help to produce a child, to bring a child into the world, and then to sustain the child, to support the child. Because the first parsha represents Ava. As it says immediately afterwards, you will love Hashem. That's Ava. And we know Rabbi Nezal brings in a in Ram that the word Echod is Bigimatria Ava. So Shema V'yohavta is Ahava. And then V'hoyom Shamoya U'bechinas Yira. The paragraph V'hoyom Shamoya, that represents fear, respect. As it says there, I'm warning you, Hashem says, that if you, if you deviate from faith in Hashem, you start worshipping idols, I'll get angry at you. Shehu B'chinas Yira. That's, that's the, an example of Yira. Because it's through the combination of Yira and Ava, that's what helps produce the Nefesh and elevate the Nefesh, which is cloaked in this bias, And this is all included in a home. Whereby the home receives its protection via the mezuzah, or Hashem. Any questions? Question in the chat, if a person lives in a rented apartment, not in their own home, can it still be said that their soul is cloaked in kavoy? The answer is yes. Because if they're, if they're paying the rent, <clears throat> they have a certain portion of ownership in that place. It's their bias. They're allowed to come and go as they please. They're allowed to do many things in the home. So to a large degree, it's considered their home. It might not be exactly the same as when a person owns the home, but to a large degree, definitely yes. Halacha Dalit. We might have made him, yeah, okay. Alpi paragraph Aleph. Alpi mashamavur besoif sefer likutimran, hanidpas eitzel hamaisius, bedaft hezvav. Rav Nosanzal says that this halacha will be based on what's found at the end of likutimran and published at, at the end of the Sipuri Maisius. 
which is the way that the Sefer Sichai Saran was originally published. But today we have it as a separate Sefer, a separate volume, Sichai Saran, and Rabbi Moses is referring to paragraph 96 in Sichai Saran, which is a relatively long paragraph. And Rabbi Nizal writes there, Roy it's very good for a person living in this world to try to train themselves, to prepare themselves for living in the next world, in Olam Haba. How does one do that? <clears throat> By minimizing the Gashmias. We know in Olam Haba there's not going to be any Gashmias. So a person who's totally immersed and engrossed in Gashmias in this world when they go to the next world, it's going to be a major, major change for them. And we know that change very often doesn't come easy. So Rabbein Azal says it's good to start training yourself while you're in this world to try to get along with less. Less is more when it comes to Gashmias. Ayin Shon, Rabbein Azal says, take a look over there in that paragraph in Sikh Saran, Me'inyin Hashai Oilomois regarding the 310 worlds that the Gemara says Hashem is going to give tzaddikim in the future, Shehem Shiashua Olam Haba. And this refers to the great pleasure in the world, in the future world. While we're living in this world, we need to remember that. Kedei lahamshich ulahashmet esatzmoi in order to remove myself to whatever degree I can from all of the materialistic desires of this world. I shouldn't be immersed in that. That shouldn't be my whole life. Money and food and all the materialistic things. And Rabbi Nezal says there, those 310 worlds that the tzaddikim are going to inherit in the future are built through machloikis, through conflict and controversy. By the tzaddik rising to such a level where he judges everybody favorably, even those people who oppose the tzaddik, the tzaddik still judges them favorably. And he makes peace between the things that are divided. We find a Pasuk in Shmuel Anavi where it speaks about stones that are separate, that are separate. Lachaloik means to divide, to split, which could be machlokas. When do people split up? When they're in conflict from each other. And the tzaddik takes these chaluke avonim, these individual stones, and builds homes from them. Bebechinas shloim bias. A bias is a center of shloim. And when there's many, many houses, it becomes a world. Until this builds and generates the 310 worlds that Hashem is going to give to each tzaddik, Bechinas, as the Pesach says, Lahanchel Oyavai Yesh. Hashem says, I will give, I will inherit to, the, to those who are beloved to me, I'll give them this Yesh. Yesh is Yud Shin, which is 310.
referring to the 310 worlds. Rav Nosal says, Ayin Shom Kol Study that paragraph in Sifa Saran well. Now, paragraph days. And now Rav Nosal begins. Viato Muvan Smichas Hamishna Heitev. Omer Adishu Ben Levi. Osir HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lahanchel Lechol Tzadik V'Tzadik Shayoy Lomos. The Mishnah says all the way at the end of Shas that there's going to come a time when Hashem is going to give each and every single individual tzaddik, he'll give him these 310 worlds. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, Hashem has never found a, a vessel that can contain bracha other than shalom, other than peace. Ki hainu hach. Rav Nelson says, these two parts of the Mishnah go together. Ki hashai oilomois shall call tzaddik nasin mebechina shalom. These 310 worlds that each and every tzaddik is going to get are created through peace. Dainu alidei shemachria vedon hakoi lekafzus. By the tzaddik judging everybody favorably. And bringing peace, eliminating the conflicts for replacing it with peace. And this is why the Tana has written these two statements together in the Mishnah. Regarding the 310 worlds and regarding peace. Because they go together, they're like one. The 310 worlds are generated <coughs> through peace and hachro. Hachro means compromise, people figuring out a way to get back together, out of coming out of machloikus. And now Rav Zal takes us into the topic of mezuzah and how mezuzah relates to that chapter in Sifa Saran. Paragraph Gimel, mezuzah With this we'll understand the mitzvah of establishing a mezuzah at the entrance to the house. A Jew seeing the mezuzah, a house is something Physical, a house is something materialistic. Some people's homes are more materialistic than others. <clears throat> I'm about to enter into the house. I see the mezuzah. The mezuzah reminds me, Hashem, Olam Haba. Shaloi lishkoyach Hashem isborach. Not to forget Hashem. Kizeh iker mitzvah mezuzah. Kedei liskor b'ashem isborach. Because that's what the mitzvah of mezuzah is really all about. Remembering Hashem. As it says inside the mezuzah, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. Listen, all of you, Hashem is one. Shezeh Iker Bechina Zichroin Zikorin Olam Haba. This is what Rabbi Nezal refers to in Likutim Ran, chapter 54, when he speaks about a Jew living in this world, going through life in this world, and remembering Olam Haba, thinking about the future, thinking about my real future. Because what is Olam Haba really all about? Olam Haba is the place 
where we're going to achieve the highest level of recognition of Hashem. As it says, that what we say in the Shema, Hashem Alakeinu Hashem Echod, when is what is that referring to? It's referring to the Bayoim Ahu Hashem Echod. It's referring to Olam Haba. And the Pesach says, Ki kulam yedu That's when everyone will be aware of Hashem. That's the main pleasure of Olam Haba. As Rabbein Ezra writes about this in, in the second chapter, in the second half of the Kutimran. And this ability to remember Hashem and remember that there's a future world and therefore to be this protects a person when they're building a home. Because when a person builds a home down here in this world, it sort of implies that they're not thinking so much about the future world. They're looking to establish themselves here. Some people look to establish themselves permanently. They forget that there's something called death. The person is establishing a home for themselves in this world, which is something that, it's a fleeting thought. Because if a person, it's it's 100% definitely fact that if a person would really be concentrating only on Olam Haba, and the person would think about how quickly time passes by in this world, where time goes by like a fleeting shadow, <clears throat> And and like a like a cloud that disappears. It, looking at it that way, from that perspective, you, you look at a person who's building a home, that there's nothing crazier than that. Why in the world would you be building a house in this world? Where a person has to be ready to leave this world at any point in time quickly. And this is why one of the Koyhanim Gedolim, I believe, who's mentioned in the Navi, Yohinodov, he instructed his children, live in tents. Do not build permanent homes. Because a person who builds their home without das, without really thinking about what they should be thinking about, they forget that they're going to be leaving here shortly. They forget that there's a future world. That person is worse than a crazy person. And it's about this, the Pesach says in Yerim Yanavi, woe is to the person who are building their home 
without any righteousness. And their second floors, people saying they're going to build, they're going to build. He builds his home like an osh, again, something that's not permanent at all. They're building swords for themselves. Their homes in the future are going to be knocked out by waves. There are many psukim like this showing us, don't, don't think you're establishing a permanence in this world. None of us are going to be here forever. And therefore, when a person is about to enter their home, it's very important to immediately think about Olam Haba. That's where I will have my permanent dwelling. That's where I hope to be established. And therefore, the fact that I'm getting involved in building up a home in this world is only for the sake of the future world. So that I'll be able to serve Hashem in this home down here with Torah and Tefillah and inviting guests into my home and having a beautiful Shabbos in my home because every single person has to have in mind when they're building a home or setting up a home that the house should be a place of Torah, Tefillah, gathering place for Chachomim, a house that's open up, open to help other people, and the poor people should be members of my household. When a person builds with that intent, then their house is referred to as a base Hashem. And it's about this that the Pesach says, build a home with Chachma. And with this kind of thought, it's a major mitzvah to build a home when it's being built for the sake of Hashem, a place that I'm going to use to serve Hashem and to, to give kavoy to Hashem. Question, just a moment. Story in the chat regarding the Chofetz Chaim, I believe, that one time there was a person, a wealthy person, who visited the Chofetz Chaim and he saw the, the Chofetz Chaim's house hardly had any furniture in it, very, very simple. And he was surprised, such a great person, such a simple home. And when he commented to the Chofetz Chaim, the Chofetz Chaim said to him, You're, you're a suitcase. You, you don't have your refrigerator with you. You don't have your Svarim shelf with you. You don't have all of those things. He said, of course not. I'm, I'm in transit. I'm traveling now. 
So the Chavetz Chaim said to him, I'm also in transit. I'm also traveling in this world. My, the time that I'm spending in this world is referred to as transit. So therefore, I'm, I'm not, I don't have, I don't want to have too much luggage with me for trying to get to my permanent destination. A point that's made in the chat, another point about Sadiqim who only lived in a rented home, even though they had money to buy their own home so as not to forget about the temporary nature of the world. The answer is that there's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch. It's mentioned in Shulchan Aruch that a person should avoid owning a home in Chutzlar, it's outside of Eretz Yisrael, because a person who buys a home outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's like they're giving up on Mashiach. They're, they're, they're establishing permanent residence outside of Eretz Yisrael, when all Jews all over the world are supposed to be thinking, if I'm not in Eretz Yisrael now, it's only temporary. The first opportunity that I get to go to Eretz Yisrael, that's where I really belong. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld said about his father, who lived in Ukraine and who had money to buy a house for sure. He owned forests and other things, but the house that he lived in, he rented. He wouldn't buy it in order to follow this, this shita. And also Rav Rosenfeld and his students, did not, some of his students did not own homes in Chutzlaretz. They rented. When they came to Eretz Yisrael, that's when they made every effort possible to buy a home. We should be zeichah that the base Hashem should be complete. Hashem's home should be completed. And, and all of our homes should have the shechin in it, should have brach in it. We should be zeichah to the Gula Shleimu Abimher Abiyameinu Amein Vilnei. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning, we will have the shear. And Tuesday morning, there will be no shear. We'll be in transit. And Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I hope to be broadcasting the shear from Oman. It's a shame.